0: Welcome to the Physio Mentor Program, a program designed for physiotherapy private practice owners wanting and needing to outsource the training of graduates within their business. Our mission is to create private practices that you would have wanted to start a career in. Hi everyone, and welcome to this Physio Mentor audio. I'm Melissa Salmon, I'm the founder, a physiotherapist, business owner, and mentor at Physio Mentor. Physiotherapy private practices are popping up everywhere these days, but we are facing a real dilemma, and that is the lack of experienced physiotherapists to employ. Most of us in private practice are having this problem, and we've had to look to graduates to fill positions. Now, if you're hiring graduates or about to start hiring them, then this audio will give you some top tips for success when employing new graduates in a private practice setting. You're about to learn some simple strategies to hiring and training a profitable and clinically exceptional graduate for your business. Now, this is done with a very structured and specific training plan for graduates that are starting out in private practice. Now, this may be a new concept to some of you that have never implemented graduate development programs before, but for others, you may already have something in place But you need to look at your program and make sure there's enough one-on-one time that you can dedicate to your graduates and not only look at teaching their clinical knowledge, but also a component of customer service skills, upselling and cross referrals, for example. Because as business owners and physiotherapists, we all have really good intentions for developing and training our graduates when we hire them in our practices. However, When it gets busy, we get time poor and everyday runnings of the business take over instead. And often it's the graduates training that is the first to fall by the wayside. And it often then just becomes a generalized in service once a month. Now I know a lot of you are nodding your heads right now. And as a business owner, just like yourselves, I was totally guilty of this as well, but without a structured and specific plan of action, then you're not really seeing the true potential of your graduates. And more than likely, this is being reflected in the revenue that they contribute to your business. So we are dealing with a new generation, Generation Z or the Millennials. And you know what? They will expect more out of their careers and workplaces than ever before. And they want to be mentored and they want to go into managerial roles within one to three years of of their careers and if we do not create this career progression and this platform in our businesses then they will seek this opportunity elsewhere. So perhaps you've already seen this in your clinic with graduates coming and leaving prior to 12 months and you know it is a huge frustration of business owners but you must create an environment they want to stay in and create the attraction to your business, much like a moth to the flame. You need to make it so difficult for them to want to leave and find the same support elsewhere. Now, in this audio, we will discuss 10 tips. Number one, what to look for when hiring a graduate. Number two, I'll give you some top interview techniques to know that you've got a good one for the team. Number three, we're going to discuss KPI data. So that's key performance indicators and what type of things you should monitor in your graduates. Next, we'll look at performance appraisals. Then we'll look at graduate language in private practice and how to train that and nurture that language. Number six, we're going to talk about a syndrome that I call four sessions and out the door and why graduates discharge patients early. Seven, how to minimize graduates cancellation rates. Number eight is how to get them to sell stock and sell and promote themselves within your business. Number nine, why you should invest in graduates in your business. And 10, the final one, how to deal with the fearful versus the overconfident graduate. So let's get started now. Like most health business owners, when it comes to the thought of hiring new graduates and the time it takes to train them, it's just really an overwhelming thought. But we have to remember that graduates have their perks in private practice. They are really keen to learn. And then you can basically mold them to what your practice needs and also what your patients want to see. So you see, I'm a lot like you. I've been there, done that, and let me tell you where I'm coming from. So I had a practice for eight years in a rural area, and I started out as a solo clinician. Now, in my practice, this service in this area was very much in demand, and the business just grew very, very quickly. And soon I found myself having to recruit staff to take on some of the additional caseload. I found experienced physiotherapists were very difficult to come by and expensive. So I decided to employ a graduate. Now, my biggest frustration to start with, and I know many of you that have been in this situation will know what I'm saying here, but I was still doing all of the work. I was seeing all the patients and no one wanted to see the graduate. Now, this was of no benefit to me at all, and something had to change. You know, I just assumed that you hired them and and they took on an instant caseload and and hit the ground running. Not the case. So this was a really steep learning curve, and it indicated that I had to train, I had to mentor my graduate in a specific skill set that they had not much exposure in. And that was in things like customer service and and language and selling. And also I had to mold this new clinician to treat in a similar way that my clients expected of this practice. So you get the idea. I, I had to clone myself with the 13 years of private practice knowledge. And I had to offload that very quickly onto my graduates so that they could really hit the ground running and give my customers what I was already doing. Now I didn't really know how to implement this so I went searching for some guidelines online to develop and train a graduate in a private practice and I just wanted some type of graduate development program, some type of structure or at least what other clinics were doing that was working find nothing. There was nothing relevant or spe- specific for graduates that were going straight into a private practice. So out of my own frustrations, I decided to come up with a solution to this problem and I developed the Physio Mentor program. Now this is a program, it's targeted at private practice business owners that are wanting and needing to outsource the training of graduates in their business. The physiomental program, when I implemented that structured plan and curriculum into my own business, it just became a sigh of relief because I had a, a system that enabled me to continue to hire graduates to work in the business and it got them up and running very profitably, very quickly. And now that I work remotely from my business, I can now rest assured that my business can run with graduates at the helm. I don't have to always be stressing about where I'm going to find that next senior physio to train my staff. And what I found is that by offering this program and mentoring these graduates, it created a significant increase in the revenue for the business than what we were seeing before because usually we were seeing before that a graduate could take anywhere up to four to six months to start being profitable. I have more satisfied and motivated staff within my team, increased staff productivity, and the added bonus of an attraction with this program for future graduates that are wanting to be a part of our team to access this mentorship in a private and be a, start to be a private practitioner. Now, I would imagine most of you might be thinking at this point, well, I have got senior clinicians, so um, they could take on the role of training new graduates. And absolutely, yes, yes. As long as someone can mentor and devote the time required to an individual caseload feedback for each graduate and discussing and talking through clinical reasoning processes to develop that, discussing regularly their KPI data, and looking at video analysis and breaking that down, then we will become a thriving profession. But more often than not, and the common theme when I talk to other business owners, is that a lot of senior physios are not willing to take on this role. They just do not feel comfortable training the graduate. They may not have a full grasp of the business skills in the private practice model to pass on themselves they may have just come from a public sector role and into a private practice which is a a different model of care and they're still getting their head around the selling and and the language in a private practice setting or and often the case is that your senior clinicians are your most money making staff that your clients are just lined up to see because they are just really good at being a clinician and to take them off patients to train will reflect poorly in your business revenue. So for those of you that are hiring graduates let's start at the beginning with tip number one for success. So one what to look for when hiring a graduate. So these days, most graduates have a similar competency when they leave university, but there are some definite things to look for when you are looking for a good graduate. Firstly, look on their resume for any volunteering experience or leadership experience, because this is a really good indicator of initiative in the workplace. That's a starting point. The second thing is looking at a graduate and discussing with a graduate perhaps their background, and if they've uh, worked in a family-owned small business or grown up in that environment, because those are the ones that really grasp the idea of working in a business model. We often hire on technical skills, but we tend to fire on personal attributes in the past. So my biggest tip here when hiring is to hire on personality and not on skills or on a resume. So attitude empathy, personal likability, how genuine someone comes across and how trustworthy they are, are all traits that cannot be trained. But clinical skills can. And if your patients like your graduate first and foremost, then you're one step ahead. Which brings us to tip number two. So what are, your, what are our top interview techniques to know that you've got a good one for the team? Firstly, Bring another person into the interview to test the likability theory, and it doesn't even have to be a physio. It can be your practice manager, your receptionist, just somebody to sit in and give you a general idea about uh, the personality of this graduate. Secondly, ask scenario questions and role play answers to see their reactions on the spot. Now, they may not have all of the answers, but you will see what you have to work with here. The next technique that we have used in the past is we plan to be about five to ten minutes late for the interview and we tell the graduate that sorry I've been held up treating a patient but then what we tell them is that you know we give them two options. We say would you like to go through with another senior physiotherapist and observe some of the treatment session and, and help them out or you're most welcome to wait here in the waiting room. Now obviously the graduate that gets up and wants to be part of the team and goes in and wants to learn it. It just shows us initiative and a keenness to learn and an adaptation to any environment on the spot. And this, I think, is a true indicator of a potential staff member for your team. The last one is, is just a personal favourite um, and something that I have used in the past and heard being used by others and works well. And that's just... Um, Looking at the speed of how someone walks, I have found that in a busy private practice setting, you need to have people that move quick, get the job done. So in the past now, busy clinic, we have um, some great assets and and staff on our team. But you know what? They all walk fast. They all get the job done. So when I'm watching someone coming to an interview or leaving an interview, I often look at, you know their speed of walking I know that sounds crazy but um, it just has been a great thing to look out for and it has worked worked for us in the past so I feel also with interviews in the future jobs in private practice you know we won't really be looking at resumes too much we'll be looking more towards KPI data and that will be on your resume because most of us would have all completed the standard dry needling courses and Pilates courses and etc So if you want to stand out from the rest in a business model then we'll be looking at KPI data to determine a great private practitioner. Now let's move on to tip number three which is KPI data and what to monitor in a graduate. So KPI stands for key performance indicators and if your practice is not monitoring a set of these then you need to start doing it today because you cannot, if you cannot measure it, then you cannot manage it. Now you don't need to have many of these. It doesn't need to be complicated, but there are certain few of these that we tally up at the end of each week and keep a, a close eye on. First is cancellations. The second is cancellations that do not reschedule and they are really your red flags. Next one is revisits per patient, then stock sold, Uh, total patients for the day and then also total patients for the week. Now most of us in private practice have front desk systems that will do most of the work for you but keeping an eye on these weekly allows you to get on top of issues before they get out of control. Now you can set the goals wherever you want however there are some really good benchmarking data out there to compare yourself to other private practices. An excellent KPI data is an indicator of treatment effectiveness and So it's also a reflection of clinical skills, meeting business knowledge. Tip number four. Now, not only monitoring KPI data, but completing regular performance appraisals and discussing expectations. Set the ground rules early and discuss together about their future growth and their career direction. Individual growth is a huge driving factor in the workplace. People want to know they are achieving and can see career progression. If this stagnates, it's often a reason why people move on. So performance appraisals should be conducted at least every three months, if not on a more regular like monthly basis in the early days. It should consist of a self appraisal by the graduate and then also an appraisal by the mentor to confirm you're both on the same page and working together. In the early stages of a graduate's career, they often, they really seek out regular feedback and appraisal and it's a useful tool to let them know that they're on the right track, or we need to monitor any issues and concerns and areas that they need to focus and work on. You need to be analyzing and appraising on clinical, as well as business topics, and you need to make it somehow measurable. So clinical, we often grade each week um, a set of clinical questions, maybe uh, five or six questions, and they get graded each week. And with our business knowledge, uh, we may have a VAS scale, similar type of scenario where they rate their confidence score as to how confident they think they are selling stock within the business or their time management skills. And their self-appraisal against the mentor appraisal is matched up to see if if we both agree and if not, we have a discussion about it. Next tip is why your graduate is not able to fill their appointment books. Now this is really common. You need to listen to what they're saying to a patient and help them develop their language in private practice. I don't know about you but uh, you know I don't remember a subject at university on how to discuss recovery guidelines with a patient or how to get a patient to come back or how to sell uh, stock to a patient. So. You know, physiotherapy remains a generalist degree, and as such, the undergraduate program needs to provide a certain amount of competency and knowledge across all areas of physiotherapy. So it's a true credit to the universities, as there is just not enough time in the curriculum to dedicate to the specialty area of being a private practitioner. Now, many graduates just don't know what to say, and often you'll hear see how you go, Mrs. Brown, just call me when you think you want another appointment. Or you may hear, you're going okay, just perhaps book an appointment next week, but cancel if you don't need it. Or you'll hear the common things such as, you know, how are you feeling? Do you think you want another appointment? Now, all of these scenarios put the patient in charge of deciding when to return for treatment instead of the university trained graduate giving clear guidelines of how much treatment is necessary for the condition. The patient will lose confidence in the graduate if they're not giving this structure and they often get confused about whether they should come back or not so they often go elsewhere. Now language training should be managed with one-on-one discussions, role-playing, listening in on treatment sessions, recording them and what they're saying and playing it back to them and discuss what they could have said differently or better. And it's purely a case of them just not knowing what to say. We teach in the curriculum, what should be covered in an initial consultation with a patient, like a checklist and a script format, and how to say that, including giving a diagnosis, a recovery guideline, booking more appointments. We know that if each point is covered, then the client is more confident and satisfied with the therapist and their treatment. Tip number six, ever find your graduates start off well and they have a great caseload, but then suddenly it all drops off. I call it the for and out the door syndrome. It comes down to them discharging patients too early. Now, I'm not sure why it happens. Perhaps it's it starts back in their clinical placements where most graduates have a four to six week placement at university clinics or hospitals and less than 5% even experience a private practice setting. So in these settings, they may see their clients once a week for the term of the placement. So after the four sessions or over a four week placement, the graduate often leaves and then the patient continues on with another student. And hence getting clients to return for multiple sessions after that sort of four-week mark or four-session mark seems to be a struggle. They just don't know where to go next. When we have discussions with graduates about why this happens, they have a couple of reasons. One is they expect a patient should be 100% better. And if they're not, then they feel that they can't help them. If they haven't made any change in that time, then they feel they can't help them and they get, you know, discharging. Then they're fearful of certain conditions and they send them away early because they're just scared to do anything. And there's a few other reasons as well, but they seem to be the main ones. But you need to encourage your graduate that some conditions take time and not to put so much pressure on themselves to have them better in minimal sessions. Most of the best physios I know have a recurrence rate of eight or more sessions because they know that's what it takes to create change and long-term results. Now how to keep a track of this you need to look at your KPI data and if it's indicating very low recurrence rates for follow-up appointments in patients then you could assume two things. One they are a brilliant therapist and they've resolved the issue in a very short time or they are discharging too early based on the reasons I've just mentioned. So have a sit-down discussion, have the KPI data sitting in front of you and talk about individual caseloads that they may have discharged too early and make them aware of this issue and make them accountable. Tip number seven, how to minimise graduates' cancellation rates. A review by Margaret Potter at the University of Western Australia looked at, from a patient's perspective, what makes a good physiotherapist in private practice. The following areas were mentioned. And it was what language a therapist used, their personality, were they trustworthy, genuine, likable, their listening skills, their communication skills, their clinical skills and treatment effectiveness. So you'll notice three out of the four of them are trainable. So training language, listening and communication, and clinical skills. But personality plays a big role. And it's important that Going back to tip number one, you hire on personality. Personality on its own is just not enough, but you have to nurture and develop the other skills that are a big part of private practice. And I think we assume all grads should come with those skills, but in our specialty field, it needs to be a skill set that is coached to be what is right in your business. Now make sure you're having regular discussions in regards to what the KPI data shows and talking about why patients are cancelling on them. If they are unsure we use a protocol in our practice of a courtesy follow-up phone call and it's a great way to find out what went wrong or potentially rebook a customer. It's a great learning tool for the graduate and the patients love it because they feel very special and often it can answer a lot of questions. And I always find that after these discussions with graduates that you know we will be monitoring cancellations, we see a decrease in cancellations happens in the following few weeks. So really accountability is a big part of it as well. Tip eight, how to get them to sell stock or sell themselves. The word itself sales to a healthcare practitioner is a cringe-worthy word. We don't wanna be the pushy salesperson, but you don't have to be. Selling stock is not just about the financial game for the practice. Yes, it's a great passive income stream that you need to be tapping into, but you see, stock improves patient outcomes and is always in the best interest of the patient's condition. For instance, I have a friend who's a hairdresser and in her salon, she sells a great deal of the top quality shampoos and conditioners. And when I approached her about what was her method, She said to me, well, I I give a great haircut and color to my clients and I want that to last for a very, very long time after they leave this clinic. And so I recommend that they use the top quality shampoos and conditioners that I know work really well. And if they do that and their cut and color looks great for a long period of time after they've had it done. It's great advertising for my business and self promotion for me because then when people see them and say, Wow, your hair looks really good, where do you get it done? and they mention me. So it does a full circle and I get more business out of it. Benefits the patient because they have um, a great outcome. So it's something to remember that it's in the best interest for the patient. A lot of graduates are fearful of stock, they're just not sure how it works, how to measure up for it, what is even available in your storeroom or how it's used. So you must take your graduate into your storeroom, make the time to allow staff to try on stock, role play, teach selling points of each item like a script. So each item has a unique selling point to someone else as to why they should buy this item and especially why they should buy it under your roof here here, and now today. Tip number nine, why you should invest in graduates in your business. You shouldn't just invest in graduates, but what you should invest in is a program for your graduates to benefit your business and their career success. Senior therapists are becoming scarce and more and more graduates are going straight into private practice. Gone are the days where... <laughs> We all started in the hospital system to get a variety of experience before shifting into private practice. There are less hospital employment opportunities these days and over 40% of graduates are starting their physiotherapy careers in private practice, which is great for us business owners because we have a larger pool of employees to choose from. But we must be prepared for a future of potentially running our businesses on younger, less experienced staff, so we must think outside the box and implement a structured system of mentoring to cater to this trend in our profession. What do you want to encourage in your business is staff retention. Staff turnover is costly and exhausting. With mentoring program and putting a focus on your staff, you make it so difficult for them to want to leave and go elsewhere because they know they will not get the same support. I think we are dealing with a generation that will shift from job to job if they do not achieve or grow in, an in, in that environment. So we need to deal with this culture in your business of liaising, mentoring, monitoring to enhance professional growth and therefore retention. With retention comes attraction because when others see your staff are well-trained and remaining at the clinic, it often attracts others to your place of work, much like a moth to the flame scenario. Our final tip is the fearful versus the overconfident graduate. Now, we have all experienced both of these. The overconfident graduates are good in respects that they really grasp the business skills well, but they often lack the clinical skills and try to cover this up with overconfidence. The overconfident graduate can be difficult to teach, They can put up a barrier and create a barrier to learning because they just do not want to let you, the boss, see that they may not know everything. Now, this is solved in in having an external mentor or having someone to mentor that they can confide in without judgment or disappointing you, the owner of the business. Regular on-the-spot clinical quiz questions are a great addition because they grade their clinical knowledge and lead to objective discussions about learning and where their downfalls are that they need to focus on. The fearful graduate will often be treatment ineffective because they do very little for fear of making a mistake. But if you do nothing, nothing changes. And without results, also these customers will seek treatment elsewhere. Now, both of these graduates benefit from one-on-one discussions and video feedback for different reasons. But in both cases, The graduate must be made aware of their behaviour and be prepared to make changes to enhance their professional growth. Now, if you look after your graduates, they will look after your customers, which in turn look after your business. Now, you may think you as the business owner pays the wages, but really it is the customer that pays the wages. You just control the money. So getting graduates the clinical and business knowledge that they need is the best way to offer your customers the best experience in your business. Private practice in reality is quite an advanced area of practice. It was only a few years ago that no one would consider employing a new graduate physiotherapist in private practice. We expected them to hone their skills in communication, patient interaction and general assessment skills before or being ready to take on the onerous task of regular appointments with different conditions presenting continuously as we see in private practice. Now, as a clinical educator friend of mine at one of the universities once said to me, and as I have really come to realise, the undergraduate degree provides a process and it's like learning to drive a car. Graduates have to become aware and practice each component. So subjective, objective, objectives, clinical record keeping, exercise prescription, progression of treatment and exercises. Clinical reasoning requires good knowledge and good standard of each of these components and until they have practiced each of those components over and over and over they do not develop any reasoning. So it's the equivalent of continually stalling the car or bunny hopping the car until they have mastered the clutch, the accelerator, the gears and the steering wheel. If we as business owners can fast track this learning of processes, then they can start to look around them and take in new information and skills. So create a practice that you would have wanted to start a career in yourself. These are the top 10 tips If you'd like to know more about the physio mentor programs on offer, we have our one-on-one tailored mentoring program where we come to your business and sit down with you, the business owner, to discuss and design a graduate development program that suits your practice. We then implement all the training and mentoring for you, so it really takes the stress out of hiring graduates. We also have a 12-week graduate to private practitioner online course that we run a couple of times a year. And we also have a graduate development learning portal. So your graduate having access to that portal gives them all the resources in clinical and business knowledge to really fast track them as a private practitioner. We would love to work with you. If you would like to get more information on our programs, you can visit the website at www.physiomentor.biz, that's B-I-Z, or phone us, on 07-3103-3490. And we would love to discuss further these programs with you. Be sure to follow us on Facebook. I'm your host, Melissa Salmon, founder of Physio Mentor, and I look forward to talking with some of you in the future.